Hey, how y'all doing tonight, man? How y'all doing? Good? Yeah, there we go. Man, let's be back up. So, man, we're here with Big Mama Trauma tonight. Can we get a round of applause for Big Mama Trauma tonight? Yeah. All right. Yo, so if you're regulars and you watch the show, you know how it goes, man. Yo, first off, we'd like to say, welcome everybody to the Takeover Lounge. I'm your host, Z Give. I'm here with... Daniela. And we're here with Big Mama Trauma. Yo, Trauma, how you doing, man? Man, I'm fabulous. Come hey, on now. How does it feel to see uh, this many heads here, man, on a Friday? <laughs> I'm truly blessed as how I feel. I have no other words to describe looking at exactly who showed up tonight. So thank you, guys. I love you. Shout out. Shout out, y'all, man. <laughs> Yo, before we start off, even before we start off, I want to say thank you to Tommy Will in the back for allowing us to be here today. Absolutely amazing guy, amazing artist. If you haven't checked out Tommy Will, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So definitely Who tap in. Who are you, <laughs> Right? That's what I'm saying. So, you know, we're going to have Danella kick it off for the first half of the show. I'm just going to sit back and maybe add my two cents oh, in yeah. when I need to. <laughs> so, the first question is, how did you and Tommy meet? And how did that connection form? Oof. You know what's funny? Is I remember I met him... For the first time when him and Marley were coming back from tour at Solar Culture. And it was so funny because I had just put out my very first music video and I was all, my name's Trauma. And he was all, I know who you are. Go on. Like, <laughs> and my, I, like, my heart stopped because I was like, what? I looked at my wife and I was like, did you hear him? <laughs> he knows who I am. He also said my name on stage where I grabbed Stacy and I'm like, <laughs> on stage and I think he he felt the ridiculous amount of love that I had from day one but that bond really like started when it was like a year ago when he still had the old studio at the safe house studios and uh, it was right around the time where we both left our current situations labels and whatnot. we had a it took one studio session where I was like, yep, this is it. This is where I belong. And it's been game over ever since. Adorable. Yeah. Um, so how long has the collaboration between the two, so Trami Will, how long has that been in the works? <laughs> been about that year now. It's been about a year because we started the, f the first time that Trami Will started we locked ourselves in that studio for like six hours, had some technical difficulties. <laughs> I think we still banged out like three songs, but the first one of them was Round and Round mm -hmm. that we kept. Mm -hmm. And that's what started the whole thing. And, and we just decided, we're like, whoa, this is something that we need to keep going with for sure. Dang. So it's been about a year, Charmy Will's been a thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So once you put out that single, you guys were like, you know what, we should do a tape. It was more like, we should do this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Pretty much, I was just like, I was blown away at the fact that uh, the artist that I used to tell my wife from day one, I'm like, man, if Tommy will, if I can ever get to work with Tommy will, like, I'll know that I'm a good artist. This is what Aww. I felt, because he's the best of the West in my eyes. Mm -hmm. So I, when, when I got locked in with him, I like sunk my claws in there. I was like, oh, we doing this. <laughs> yeah, Trommy Will's going to stay a thing for as long awesome. as I'm alive. As long as he lets me, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Aww. 
What are three words that you would use to describe Charmy Will? Mm. Consistent. Emotional. Sad as fuck. If like in one word, <laughs> sad as fuck. Truly, in one syllable, sad as fuck. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely a lot of emotion in that album. Yeah, 100%. For sure. What is your favorite song off of Tramuel and 29 and a half? This is where I get a taste of my own medicine because I always ask everybody else, what's your favorite song on my tape? <laughs> and when somebody asks me that, I'm like, okay, so my favorite song off of Trommy Will is Dried on My Skin because that, I don't know, a lot of people didn't realize that that was me singing on the hook, the, you won't let me win. Like I had to scream and oh, sing that from the bottom of me diaphragm. <laughs> Uh, so that, and I remember it was like super late when we wrote that song. It was just a whole, it was a, he describes it best. Like if we wouldn't have been here together in that moment, we wouldn't have writ that, written that song. Mm -hmm. And that's the best way to describe it. We wouldn't have written that song in any other place and time than that moment. So that moment was very special. 29 and a half, my ratchet tape. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think my favorite song on that one has got to be the one with Gifted Gab just because that, <laughs> Weta knows, a, about a year ago we had a whole operation called Secure the Bag where we were just uh, planning on bringing these artists out and we were going to like open up for them or whatever. We were going to do whatever it took to just do that. And then it escalated to me and Gifted Gab eating oxtails in <laughs> Los Angeles and then recording in my like cardboard box in a hotel room. So it, the fact that we went to LA for like 36 hours just to secure that feature, it's like there was so much work and accomplishment put into that song that that one's gotta be my favorite. Xander knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Me and Xander drove out from Arizona to the middle of nowhere, California, to see Blimes and Gab perform, and also paid VIP to meet Blimes at the time. Both lost our shit, fangirled the whole night. Aww. Realized that we were both driving from Arizona beforehand, because we were like talking in the comments. Linked up, drinked up, we had a good fucking time, and I can't believe he drove down from Phoenix here tonight for me. Love you, boo. Aww. It's all for the music. Yeah. Not yet. Of course. So how would you describe like your creative space from 29 and a half to Trommy Will? Oh. Ah. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, my creative space, like I said, Trommy Will is and will always be like a very emotional, sad boy aesthetic where mm -hmm. we like pour our hearts out as to where 29 and a half was just bar for bar. Pops called it Alcatraz. <laughs> the first time you heard it, he saw this is Alcatraz. Just bars. Front to back. And more of my, uh, it's more like my bad bitch versus sad bitch. I love them both equally. My creative space is very different. Very different. 100%. I love that question. You're welcome. <laughs> 
So what is it like to have a fan base and have people come up to you and say, you know, you've inspired them, you've helped them through tough times, they've cried with you? How's that like? In the moment, I kind of like black out because these are moments that I've had with said artists like Tommy Will or Blimes and Gab, Machine Gun Kelly even when I met him. Like, it's a... Uh, it's it's indescribable because first of all, if I cry, you better cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> you better take it out the footage. Um, being that I was a raging opiate addict and overdosed, coded and died three times to I'm going through my third round of chemo. Um, it uh, reiterates my purpose. It's why I'm here. Stop, okay, don't even look at me, bitch. You asked me the question, okay? You wanna know some real shit? I'm gonna tell you a real answer. <laughs> this is my purpose. He said it to me in my ear from that show the other night. Um, and actually from day one, all of you, Mankind, Pops, BZ, my wife, it's, it's just it, weird how no matter where I go or what I do when it comes to the music, it's just like, yep, you're right where you belong. So that's very reassuring. We're going to cut that out. <laughs> we're going to cut that out. Um, this is a question I have, and it's a staple on the Takeover Lounge would be, what's your superpower? Like, if you could pick any superpower, what would it be and why? I'd want to be able to manipulate time <clears throat> because I'm like a physics and Tesla and Einstein nerd. That was the only subject I was good at in science. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that you can manipulate time. And if that was my superpower, that'd be it. We're going to go back. We're going to go forward. We're going to fucking fuck the time. <laughs> we're going to speed it up. We're going to do all kinds of shit. Some Rick and Morty shit. That's what I'd want to do. I'd want to slow it down for sure. Yeah. Is there any particular moments that you'd want to go back in time, or would you rather go in the future? Yeah, I'd go back to 2015 when Mac Miller came, and I was like, oh, Stacy, we should go see him. <laughs> Bam, off top, that's the exact moment in time that I would go back to because every time that comes up on my timeline, I'm like heartbroken. I didn't go see him. Um, what artists inspire you? Every time. You don't have that kind of time. I'm just we'll kidding. Just choose three. Three? <laughs> Please don't get sick of me talking about you. They ask me about you all the time, but that motherfucker in the corner, Tommy Will. Giddy Gouda. I don't know Giddy Gouda. Maybe it's better that way. <laughs> Timothy Williams over there. Um, Blimes Brixton and Forever Machine Gun Kelly. Gang gang. Those are my top three forever, all time.
information from prescription hubs. Let's just go in order. Let's go in order. And can I give a little intro? Yeah, absolutely. So the prescription hugs, I'm so glad that this well, job. Hold on, don't do it yet. Oh, we're going to film this. <laughs> All right, tight. It's Friday the 13th. <laughs> now Get my good side. It's Friday the 13th. Today I dropped prescription hugs, which is the most uh, personal tape I've ever made in my life. The ugliest parts of me, the saddest, for sure. This intro being called Stuck in My Ways, you'll hear it in the lyrics. Uh, and in each interlude, I go and detail and describe each one of my mental illnesses, like schizophrenia and panic disorder. Uh, you know, there's more, but we'll fucking find out. Uh, yeah, so this is this is the most randy tape that you guys will ever hear from me, and this one's called Stuck in My Ways. so much smoke for that but I was like nobody knows who I am so it's okay and I didn't say it it's just a sample but no (laughs) no it's not just a sample it's not bro I got the smoke for that and BZ had to jump on there and was like (laughs) BZ jumped on there and was like if y'all even knew this girl <laughs> you know, there was no ill intention. It's just a sample. Ooh, I like the way that sounds just in the sound. That sounds so pretty. That's wild. That's, That's wild. crazy. Seeing that video from there to yeah. now, is it crazy? Just oh, yeah. Somebody told me that I look like a little kid in that video the other day, and I was like, You right, yeah. dude. The short hair, no dye, like no lashes. No like, lashes. who was I? You're like, I was just a little boy trying to rap. <laughs> Just little white boy. That's crazy. People are like, who the fuck is he? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, 
that often y'all know, I mean, if you haven't been following us for a minute, I mean, we interviewed Trauma before we were who we are. We were in the Q team when we yes, did our interview. we were, we were. In the Tiger King days of the Q team. Yes, yes. Dude, that feels like it was like nine years ago. It does. Whoa. I'm just seeing you, like, the growth of just how everything evolved for you and just seeing how... During the quarantine. Wild. You know what, though? Like, it's consistency. Yes. 100% because, like, all gas, no brakes. <laughs> Only real, no fakes. I swear everything I learned was from Tommy. We could just quote the book of Tommy, chapter four. <laughs> That's crazy. Just thinking about that time, that like that time period in quarantine, what was like the motive? I mean, what were you, what was keeping you motivated? Because a lot of artists got sucked into like maybe, oh, I can't do shows, I can't put out music. What? So what do I do? What was. I don't mean to put your business out here like this. <laughs> <laughs> But my wife, during the quarantine, she couldn't work. Mm -hmm. And I was recognizing that nobody in the industry and main major artists right. were dropping. I was like, this is an independence time to shine. Definitely. Because people are sitting at home doing nothing but scrolling on their phone anyways. Why aren't people releasing music? It's because those people... You know, are, that's how they monetize is they make the most money off of touring and the mm -hmm. merch and whatnot after they drop a project. Right. How are you going to monetize whatever? <laughs> I'm not there yet, but people are, are at home watching. So I was thinking, I'm like, dude, what? What's the and staying at rapper school at for the record <laughs> with Tommy keeping me motivated the whole time. That's amazing. But since Stacy couldn't work, I was like, I'm going to get this money. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. I just wrote. So much. What do you write in? Do you write on your phone or are you actually pen and paper? I used to pen and paper it, but now I'm on my phone, which I shouldn't do because technology fucking sucks. Yeah, you telling us back back when we started our interviews, you're like, I feel like a caveman trying to figure out, you know, technology. <sighs> Still, bro. Still, so to this I lost all of my music recently. Every song I have ever made, every instrumental I've ever bought in, every project every vocal every be every everything because wow. i'm a caveman and didn't properly <laughs> move everything the right way and i lost fucking everything i was only able to recover about eight beats whatever beats we heard at the show mm -hmm. were the only beats that uh, collectively between me and pops mm -hmm. that we have of trauma so oh, i man. it's all about a fresh start from here on out <laughs> sheesh <laughs> your heart probably hurt when you're like dude oh. i cried i cried like bawling my eyes out cried for hours and then kept crying as if like i lost a child <laughs> yeah like throughout the day it was like yeah, you, did. <laughs> yeah. I, you don't know how many hundreds of dollars <laughs> like all the money i've spent She's like, let's not even talk about it. Just take me back to a dark it place. It is, dude. I'm about to start. I'm having, like, flashbacks to Vietnam right now. <laughs> Can like, we change the subject? Facts. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just a quick word for the artists out here. Uh, save your stuff on a hard drive. Save it. You know, make sure you're hitting the save button as recently as you can. Make sure you <laughs> properly move it to said hard drive. Exactly. So, how did you get, like, learn the business side? Was it for the record, learning the business side of music? Because... For a lot of artists, I feel like they just dive in and think, oh, I'm going to make money now because I'm an artist. But on the back end, it's 100%. 100%. What I thought I should have been learning when I was a part of like this big group 
that I everything that I should have been learning. Um, I definitely started learning at For the Record, 100%. And when he started, there was one class in particular where we were particularly talking about the return of investment. Mm-hmm. And every money, every dime that you're putting in, you need to be thinking about what's how you're going to get that back. And that's yeah. something that I literally didn't think about yeah. until he got my wheels turning. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, you fucked it's up. It's over. It's over. You fucked up. They don't want to give me a budget. <laughs> That's what's up. What other things did you learn from uh, For The Record so far? Dude, everything. Yeah. What haven't we learned at For The Record? We, I mean, how to get all of your music on all the platforms, how to get cover art, how to get videographers, how to network, mm. how to practice, how to write, how to express your feelings. We have Mental Health Mondays sometimes. Wow. <coughs> Shout out Hard Drive and Mickey Michelob Shiloh for. Nice. I mean, we've we learn to be ourselves. We like what don't you learn at for the record? It's like it's become a staple, and like something that we all collectively look forward to Monday nights right. at, in this bitch. You know, that's crazy. I'm sure you guys have seen like hundreds of little clips and videos of like I, all this looks familiar. It's because I'm here once a week with my crew. Putting in the hours and the work and the dedication. Right. That's amazing. The accountability. That teaches us accountability, too. Mm. And, like, the professionalism. Like, if you really want to do this, you will show up and fucking do it. Right. You know? That's amazing. <coughs> One of the things I love about, about trauma was before I even met you on via, what were we using, Zoom at the time? Something. Yeah, so we were using Zoom. I never met her personally, but the first song I heard by you was Last Dance featuring ASCII. Really? That yes, was the first? That was the first ever song I heard oh, by yeah. you. And I was just like, this woman got some bars. Hey. Like, hide your favorite rapper because she's coming for her. He's for them. You know what I'm saying? So I want to know, like, where did that wittiness and flow come from, cadence? I mean, how did you learn that? Dude, I think just being obsessed with hip-hop from birth and I made it like a a hidden talent when I was really young I used to be obsessed with chopper okay. rap and really fast rap right bust rhymes twist a do or die yeah. type shit and so I was that random white girl in the crowd that was like my party trick you know what the fuck I'm talking about it's <laughs> like not only could I chop it up but like I could also um I could freestyle with the boys and stuff right. and like keep up so just being obsessed with all different kinds of music, too. Mm-hmm. My uncle and my dad were both musicians. So, so just like, and then I'm it. just like a giant walking rainbow. <laughs> so, how can I not right. sauce on it? Exactly. Who, so, you, you mentioned like Twista. I mean, like, did you study these people? Did you study like how they were going? Or were you just like, you know what, let me just. Bro, back <laughs> in the day, you remember when you'd have to on the little. Discman that you'd have to hold like this when you're walking to school because you couldn't put it in your pocket. <laughs> right, right. You don't remember. No, I do. I had, a, I had a little Walkman and I tried to put it in my pocket all the time. And it would skip. It was just like. Right. So you have to hold it while I walked like two miles to school every day with this one CD. It was the Adrenaline Rush CD. And I'd sit there on every song and I'd hold it, rewind, and listen to it again, and rewind, listen to it again, rewind on the bus. Every day wow. until I could remember that shit off the dome. That's wild. Thinking about just talking about it from performing wise and lyricism, 
um, seeing you live last two weeks ago, which Tommy, what what is it like being able to last week? Was it last week? I was, like it was it last two week? Weeks. Didn't it feel like like a two weeks ago? Yeah. Last Friday, it was just a long weekend, y'all. I mean, we were we were in Thunder Canyon Brewery to like Thursday through Saturday the whole night. So <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> But, like, how do you get in your, like, performance element? Do you, like, have a pre-game ritual? Like, what do you do? <laughs> I panic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking laugh at me, Stacey. Because <laughs> she knows I do. Because uh, I practice. Like, I take this shit very serious. Yeah. Um, I fucking, because I've watched a hundred different artists who will like either rap over their vocals or mm. will just like fuck up a hundred times. I'm like, that is not gonna be me. And I'm a big girl, so like I need to practice <laughs> breath control 100%. So right. I'll walk up and down my hallway singing my own songs all fucking day long <laughs> until I am like superb on that shit. So when the time comes, I, I, I get fucking terrified. And it doesn't matter if it's a room full of people I know mm-hmm. or strangers, if Fucking, there's a thousand or a handful of you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you ruined me, Tommy. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, I'm always very, very nervous, so I smoke an ungodly amount of weed. So that's the pregame right there. That's my pregame. That's what's up. If I'm allowed, I'll probably have, like, a seltzer. Mm. A A shot of whiskey. A shot. Until after, because I don't want to fuck up. Right. I'm so funny. Damn, I really am bougie. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not like, I need two Perrier's, two pre-rolls. <laughs> on my dresser, like, ASAP. Yeah. Like, that's what it needs to and be ten like. minutes of Suicide Boys, and I'm like, ready to go. That's what's up. Yeah. What was it weird performance? I mean, because you said you couldn't, dan- you couldn't really get up and be active on the stage. Yes. Was it weird being Um. There? So, the thought of it was weird, mm-hmm. because I had to accommodate for the stupid rock on my adrenal glands, right? right? Because it makes my blood pressure go all high mm-hmm. without me having to do shit. Right. So I was, and when I had to tell Beezy and Tommy, I was like, so I got to sit down while I perform. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've never seen anybody do that unless it's like a R&B and right. Eric Dupree on a stool <laughs> serenading us, yes. you know? And I'm like, I was asking Rent, like, can we just put the sofas there and we pretend like we're just chilling on the couch? Um, but when it came down to it, no matter how many times we kept telling y'all to sit down, <laughs> it's like, it was like a magnet. Like, people just kept coming. So yeah. I think we were all just like, fuck it. And it was such a vibe. It was Definitely. beautiful. It was amazing because you took us like on a roller coaster of emotions. 100%. There. Like, we were crying, we were laughing, we were just turning yeah. up. It was just 100%. Amazing. So, was that like, like you were just like, you know what, we're going to do that to them tonight? Like, we're just going to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like the whole doing Daddy's Little Girl facing the crowd yeah. for the first time ever yes. was because, and y'all saw it because I knew I would cry. Mm-hmm. And every time that I've never, I didn't look. I don't cry, but when I could see other people looking back at me like, right. what? <laughs> Why are you doing this to right. me right now? It's like, it fucking breaks feel. me because they, they feel how I feel. Mm. I've been, I was planning that, but, and then it took me like, like three seconds and I looked at BZ and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't even breathe. 
Um, yeah, and then the fact that like my homie, who I hadn't seen in ten years, and we went to prison around the same time, right. and then that chick who did fourteen years, and I hadn't yes. seen her since I was in prison. Right. Like, there were so many things that just blew my fucking mind. So I just improvised on the spot because I kept any of that like sad shit to give them hope because they're both recently out of prison. Mm-hmm. Let alone the chick that just got out. Right. Um, I want to give. It's very rare. Sorry, ADD. It's very rare that you make it out of addiction, let alone out of the system. Because once you get a number and go to DOC, it's very easy to, to get institutionalized. It's it, and go back. You know, so yeah. it's. I, I would say now that I would say one in fifteen. Being, you know, yeah. me and Shannon and Stacy are like some of the only people out of thousands of women that we were locked up with that never went back and never went back to the drugs. So I was like, Good it was. <laughs> it was overwhelming as fuck. <laughs> I yeah, feel your clap. I heard Danielle over here just trying to wing it. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 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 This is what we do Class, in the gay baby. community. <laughs> just give me snaps, girl. That's amazing. <laughs> so talk, talking about that, just coming out of prison and being like a mental health advocate. I see you more mm-hmm. as a mental health advocate. And we, we talk about the project you just dropped tonight or last night. Um, how long was that in the works for? Prescription hugs. So that... <laughs> um, there's just one song on there, Birthdays, Okay, yes. which would be the next one that we're going to listen to. That song took me two years to finish wow. from start to finish. When I started to write that song, because it's very deep and we'll go into why. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, technically, kind of, if you really think about it, two years, but at the very last moment after I finished 29 and a half, I just was like, I don't want to hoard these songs especially the vulnerable ones mm-hmm. like these because if i keep listening to them i'm not going to want the world to hear them right and i've had a handful of people reach out to me today and we're like this is sad as fuck thank you for mm-hmm. releasing this and i was like you're welcome right. <laughs> what do i say yeah we're welcome uh, right like <laughs> you're welcome for making you cry at 9 a.m <laughs> <Right. laughs> And you talk about vulnerability. I mean, I feel like you're the most vulnerable rapper that I know in Tucson Thank and AZ you. at all. I mean, across the board. Thank you. Where did that come from? How, I how did you become comfortable? So. I wouldn't with being think vulnerable? so. No, you don't think so? No, but I'm just super biased. But <laughs> um, Where does that come from? Yeah. I don't know. Just what we were talking about earlier, just my raging... Uh, I look at my life as a fucking gift at this point like literally every day you know Mm -hmm. and i'll say that shit until i'm blue in the face because i don't think people appreciate their own lives enough and so sometimes you need somebody to remind you that it really is the little things in life that you should hold on to or just waking up every day you should be like holy Right. <laughs> out here, you know, because not everybody has that opportunity mm-hmm. every day. That itself is fucking where it's at. Right. So yeah, I think that vulnerability just comes from. 
Uh, my life is so fucking dramatic from start to finish, birth to now, right. that this motherfucker right here, every time we <laughs> hang out, he records me, like, voice memos, because somebody has got to tell, like, these crazy prison stories and and yeah. just, like, uh, drugged-out Randy stories or my mom's stories and shit that somebody's HBO or somebody dramatic is going to want to buy this shit one day <laughs> right. if they don't like Definitely. rap music. Um, I've got one. I've lived like 20 lives in here and with my ADHD and, and shit, it's hard to get out and put it and hard to vocalize that emotionally into words. Right. So, but when we're just sitting here bullshit and talking, I'll fucking go on for days and days about it. Yeah, you definitely got stories for days and you got a great yeah. story to tell. I feel like your story is one of the most impactful. I mean, if you oh, could you. tell your story straight, like start to finish, like you said, I feel like oh, generations of people would appreciate wait. it. Just wait, coming to a Netflix near you in like 2026. <laughs> right. Executive produced by Mankind, I hope. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? This guy does it all for all us. All of the placement right. uh, movie music was done by Tommy Will, the right. soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, who would you say you want to work with next? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're keeping Tommy in your corner the whole time, obviously. Yeah, but who, who, what's some dream um, features you would love to, to work with? Like, how big are we thinking, Z? Huge. Mainstream, all of it. Underground, I want, I want to hear them all. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. You're so generous. Like, this is why I fuck with you. I think it was three. <laughs> the Canadian in you. She's like, you can pick as many as you want, eh? <laughs> I love you. Um... MGK. MGK, oh my God, I would die, even though, I mean, I would die. <laughs> um, hmm, I wish we were doing Dead or Alive. Blimes, Ooh. I need to get Blimes under my belt. Okay. Oh my God. She's like parallel universe version of me, I love her <laughs> so much. One more. I think me and Whitney Payton would low-key, like, Ooh. spaz on a track. And that's obtainable, and I feel like that's a realistic goal, so mark my fucking words. <laughs> Whitney, I'm coming for that ass, girl. Not literally, <laughs> but, like, I'm coming for that burst, girl. Definitely. Hit my DMs. <laughs> what would you say your favorite color is? Blue. Blue. You see that's these chucks? There we go. Bam. Why, why blue? You see these shorts? Bam. You see these earrings? Bam. You see my aura? Z? Blue. Blue. You see your sleeves? Hey, you already see what it is. Sheesh. <laughs> you see my aura? I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> why would you say blue is your favorite color? Mm. I was about to say something super politically incorrect, so I won't. <laughs> I grew up on the east side. Okay. So it's like in my blood, I think. <laughs> I like how she had to say it with not a straight face. <laughs> Shout out, oh, Sean and Can we expect anything from you and Tommy? Like, soon? Or maybe in the near future? Should we drop some singles before the end of the year? I'm just... I'm just I'm gonna, let me ask permission real quick. We're going to drop at least a single before the end of the year. Because I just got the... You just got the head nod from I got Tommy the head Rowe. nod from Tommy. That's amazing. Yeah, because we have a we have a lot in store mm -hmm. in the vault. That's amazing. It's just already there. Twenty seven. Number twenty seven. 
Charming wow. World 2. Y'all heard it here first, y'all. Y'all see that? Charming uh-huh. World 2. Y'all part of the TakeOver exclusive <laughs> now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah. What, um... No, I'm running out of questions here, but... I think it's just so interesting. <laughs> I feel like we could talk about anything. And yeah, you can ask me fucking with any kind of question. I know. That's the, that's the hard part about it, because I want to know more about your, your early life. Mm, what about my early life? Did you know I have seven brothers and sisters? We didn't. I did not know that. There's seven other. Well, they're all half me's. Okay. But can y'all fuck it? There's seven half <laughs> traumas around the world. That's nuts. Did y'all did the music at all? Or no? no, you know it's fucked up. So I'm the second to oldest. The youngest five all got taken away from CPS back in the day, mm. right? They were still kept within the family, but were raised, um, they were told on lies, like raised on a bunch of lies. Mm -hmm. So like when I was introduced to them, they didn't know that I was their sister. And that was like the hardest thing that I had. I had no idea that it would affect me like that. But uh, meeting my siblings as though like, oh, this is Allison's friend Randy. And I'm like, these are my siblings that I haven't seen since they were like three years old and shit. And they look just like me and they have my mannerisms and shit just from my dad. And it's right. just like, this is what deadbeat dads probably feel like. <laughs> Dude, like, this is crazy. <laughs> they don't even know who I am. That's so that's why I make the music that I do because one day they're going to hear it and they're going to feel it and It'll be there for them one day when I tell the story about our dad and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Then they'll know the truth. Right. That makes sense. 100%. Would you want to go to a major label? Mm. Or would you want to stay independent? I think I've had this conversation. I think the only major labels I would sign to would be like TDE, TDE. or Dreamville. Or maybe even Cactus Jacks. Travis Scott makes a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems cool as fuck. Yeah, he definitely is. He seems does. cool as fuck. Is that really a thing? Because I really don't want to like pull up to McDonald's and be like, can I have the Travis Scott meal? <laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's very real. She got a three-foot nugget from the Travis Scott merch. So. Was that like an $80 nugget? I'm not going to put you on blast like that, but like I did. <laughs> She's all... Mm. We'll cut that out, too, with my tears. <laughs> We're keeping that. Yo, you better let me cuddle that nugget when I come over. Oh, it's not here yet. I'm going to Daniela's tomorrow, you guys, and I'm so excited. <laughs> She's getting the nugget. She got the nugget you see my black eye? That's where she broke her wrist, okay? <laughs> it's like, whatever it is. Shoulder, wrist, you broke it. <laughs> Facts. I like your shirt. I like all the trauma shirts in the building. Jeez, yeah, I know. All of them here. That's amazing. I didn't get the memo. I had to rock the sponsor, you know what I'm saying? I need a bodega shirt. You <laughs> Right, exactly. Oh, I... <laughs> but I was at Cash's show. Everybody thought I was Cash because he was wearing the same shirt. So everybody's like, "Yo, good set, man! Great set!" I was like, "Oh, word! Yeah, great set for me, right?" <laughs> oh my god! Right? So <laughs> I hate it here. I'm not even gonna go there. Nuts. That's funny. It is. But, but it's like, <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, it's like Masktopia too. 
Yeah, okay, But, like, were you wearing true. a hat? No, I wasn't wearing a hat. Yeah, this is exactly the fit. I, I have nine shirts in rotation. This is one of the nine. So if you see me wear the same outfit twice in a week, just ignore it. You know what I'm saying? Just act like you didn't see me. <laughs> I love it. That's fucking hilarious. It's pretty hard for people to mistake anybody for me. <laughs> that's why, you know, I'm convinced that's why I stand out. Like, even in Masktopia, like, I can't go anywhere here anymore without... You like, can't. We were at Walmart, and last time Stacey took me to Walmart, this kid who was, like, stalking the shelves <laughs> turned around and realized it was me, and he was like, drama! I know who you are! And I was like, <laughs> I know who you are! And I was like, fuck yeah, dude! Who are you? <laughs> what, what is that feeling like? I mean... Um, it's super weird. It's very weird because sometimes it's just like at the most like random moments. And then it just makes me feel weird because like I still work at fucking triple A every day. Right. Like I, in my head, I'm a celebrity. (laughs) So in my head, when it happens, I'm like, fucking thank you. (laughs) Fucking bitch better bow down. Right. But then like I go back home after I go to Walmart and I'm like, this is Randy with AAA. Are you in a safe location? Good. I'm really glad to hear that you're safe. I hate it. Yeah. But, hey, so, about to get but it's amazing. Like, that's where I'm saying, like, it's hard to not recognize right. me. So it makes it easier. I stand out like a big gay thumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like, we can't be like, no, no, you don't. But no. it's like, no, you definitely do. Yeah. Like, it's hard to be like mistake you for some colorful else. i told you i'm yes. blue dude <laughs> i might as well be like a walking blue human <laughs> might as well human. be <laughs> i mean you're i feel like you're the most consistent rapper next to this guy right here i mean he was dropping like at least twice every month and i'd be like did, did tommy just drop something and then now it's like you i we just heard try me will last week then we get a prescription hugs i'm like wow holy crap like so what is it like being that consistent? How do you stay that consistent? Um, if I'm being really honest, at first it, it was hard to find. I feel like I've g- gone through the ringer trying to find me a Tommy Will because nobody takes the shit as serious. Nobody is willing to be as flexible. Nobody is like really about that fucking life and will drive to Sierra Vista to perform for a bunch of preteens in this, like, cool-ass fucking indoor golf and stuff. (laughs) Even if you walk out of there with fucking one new fan, it's worth it, and he taught me that. Definitely. You know what I mean? Shout out Kason G that did that right there. Kason. Kason G. I said the same thing when I was all, are you Kason? He's all, Kason. I was like... He literally came on the show and taught us how to say his name. And I still said it wrong. I don't, I, listen, man, no, no hard feelings. I just don't, I don't know. It's just hard, you know what I mean? Habits. I do. But. Habits. Oh, God, I'm literally the worst. And you know what? I blame it on my, like, drug brain, <laughs> you know? And I have no shame. Like, I did a lot of drugs, you guys. So I don't know how many times people have, or I'll be like, hi, it's nice to meet you. And they'll be like, I've met you, like, four times. <laughs> and I'm like, ouch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Makes me feel fucking terrible. So I give everybody nicknames. Oh. Right? Like That's the trick. Oh yeah. What's what's our nickname? <laughs> You'll always be Z Give. Like there's okay. literally only one Z Give. Oh, I appreciate that. Right? But hold 
You're my little Canadian maple leaf. I think that was always the fucking, that was always your the nickname. Canadian maple leaf. Mankind. I go by rapper names. I go by rapper names as well. Gooey, because his name is Louie. Gooey Louie. Gooey. That bitch. <laughs> Pinchy puta over there. Dally Bo Bally. Those are the only known nicknames that I've got, but now I'm going to work on it. <laughs> now I'm going to work on it. Get, check back in with me. All right, but definitely. Well, I mean, this is our second interview this year, <laughs> so we're definitely going to have you on soon. So. Yeah, you have to. I love that. I love, like, the the from the first time that you interviewed me at your kitchen table when I set off your smoke alarms in your crib from vaping. So the vapes, they do that? Well, I used to vape so much that I did that, right. dude. I did that. was so that. bad with the shit. It's like with one of those big old mods. Like, okay, right, right, right. <laughs> I was so bad. And look, shout out Nicotine. I'm about to... Uh, Zen, you, Zen pouches, you should sponsor me because <laughs> shout out these, they got me to quit vaping. Wow. And they're delicious. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Why <laughs> because I know Caterpillar. Because it was, if you hear my, if you listen to like Queen mm-hmm. versus my songs now, the my music from the beginning of the year, like Bully, you can hear my like raspy, overweight vape breath versus like these cleaner, overweight mm. zin pouch breath. <laughs> Sorry, it's the whiskey. <laughs> we got a drug trauma on. The We're show gonna right cut now. that out too. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. We're still alive. God damn it, Mary. We're here. <laughs> Have you been here the whole time? Yeah, the whole time? We're going to cut that out. That's amazing. Look, I know the statute of limitations. I know my rights. <laughs> Should we listen? Can we listen to birthdays? Let me give a quick intro to birthdays and why it took me two years to write. So this song is about my... Two of my best friends who, at the time, when I was super junked out on heroin and pills, like, they were so dedicated to trying to get me sober that they would do, like, Operation Detox. They would take my phone, take me to a friend's house, lock me up for four days, and get me clean. Give me, like, an ounce of weed Mm -hmm. and make me ride it out, right? And then have the faith in me when they gave me the phone back after four days of getting me sober Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't go straight to my dealer's house, but oh my God, they were wrong. So I used to disappoint them all the time. How wrong were they? But they tried and they tried and then it got to a point where um, they got a little bit more experimental and so I was the one that was like, you're wasting it if you smoke it, you should shoot it up for the first time because like that's the real thing. Like Mm -hmm. I was the... I was Dr. Doom. When I found that instant gratification in my favorite drug of choice, I felt, I was like, man, I was like, if people like to get high, you need to feel this. And uh, that's that addict guilt that forever holds in me. So birthdays, um, birthdays and death days, when I start going off about um, 
Every New Year's Eve when I'm not happy. Every 116 when I feel crappy. 422, got a bitch sappy. Those are my friends' birthdays. And then the days where those very people who tried to get me clean, they overdosed. One of them four days before I got out of prison. It was my call, my phone call, my first phone call in two years where I called my mom and I was like, you're going to be here to pick me up, right? She was like, you need to sit down. And I was like, why? And she was like, peanut overdose last night. And I was like, fuck. And then my homie Anthony, um, Anthony Hastings, I saw him the night before he overdosed randomly. I just happened to be up in Prescott and he like begged my mom to come see me. And then I found out he died the next morning. It was like super weird. And then when I say uh, every 4th of July, when I see that baggie, the 4th of July was when I overdosed and died. Mm -hmm in the back of my homies uh, Mitsubishi in some Carniaceria parking lot in Phoenix where these pieces of shit tried to like drag me out into an alley after realizing their 17 year old homie just overdosed in their backseat you know I woke up to them like punching me in the chest and like trying to pull me out the car and uh, freezing cold you know coming back from like the best high in the world (laughs) right that's all I remembered right And it was the scariest shit of my life. So when I started to write this, uh, you'll hear it in the lyrics. I start off with, um, I remember being dope sick in the back of a Jeep outside of your mom's house. Mm -hmm. You were the one that told me I was too good for the shit, put the drugs down. And then from there, you'll hear it. So go ahead and play birthdays. It's about, shout out to Pina and Anthony Hastings, because I miss you fucking assholes all the time. I hate it.
anxiety disorder characterized by reoccurring unexpected panic attacks. Panic attacks are sudden periods of intense fear that may include palpitations, sweating, shaking, shortness of breath, numbness, and feeling that something terrible is about to happen. Isn't that the worst? Sorry for making all of you fucking cry right <laughs> That's what this fucking album was all about, though. Like, I poured my everything onto this tape. Like, I had to pour my trauma out. Definitely. Had to. The next song is, oh, this one is called Randy. Because this one speaks for itself. This is the most Randy song I think that That's you're Randy. ever going to get from me. Do I make you Randy? Because this song. <laughs> Do I make you Randy? This one's so good. Hit the ground running. How could you be sad when you have everything you want? It's just lying to me, pretty poppy flowers. Keep making me crazy, baby. You know the feeling when you wake up and your back hurts. You grab the title on your that you had worse, even worse, you're thinking about the heroin, but in reality, you know that you cannot go there again, man, I miss it, I don't want to lie, I'm happy that I'm scared, because I don't really want to die, not again, not again, not them, here we go again, dancing with a spoon, but the needle ain't your friend, still talking to the moon when she listens, always start to cry when I get to reminisce, and I had another panic attack right in the kitchen, so my daddy's knives, then my eyes started dripping, I just want to be comfortable in my own skin, without me having to go for the serotonin, Randy. Big Mama Randy. <laughs> what's, the, what's the last one of this? 